Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. What's up, legends? Welcome back to this week's episode of the show. Today's guest's name is Brandon Groves. Now, he is a former tradie, recently just finished up um, his job to go full-time into his his new passion, um, being a workplace culture coach. He's got a program called the Compassion Society. He's got an awesome story, and I think a lot of the listeners are going to be able to relate, may not necessarily be, you know, you may not necessarily be a tradie at the moment, but I think there's a lot of people that are working jobs that are almost on autopilot day in, day out, that um, are struggling at some point in time mentally. And, you know, the tips and I guess the story that Brandon shares in today's show is super relatable. Um, and I think it's going to add an extreme amount of value to everybody who tunes in. So a big thanks to to Brandon for jumping uh, on the show. I mean, he it was his first podcast he's ever done and uh, I think he nailed it. So you guys should uh, should definitely get around his Instagram. Go and give him a follow. Um, if it sounds like something that you'd be interested in after the episode, I'd love for you to take a screenshot, post on your Instagram story, tag myself and tag Brandon. Uh, make sure you reach out to him if you're interested in the program and, and give it a crack. Um, but I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Let's get stuck into it. Righto, Brandon. Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast, mate. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on. Thanks, mate. Glad to finally be here. Yeah, mate, I'm really looking forward to our chat today uh, to find out a bit more about the Compassion Society, uh, kind of understand the why and the purpose behind it, you know, what your aim is with, um, I guess, the project and and then also how it all come about in the first place. So to get things started, man, how about you give us a rundown on, um, you know, what you're doing before Compassion Society and then also um, explain to us what it is and, and I guess what you hope to achieve out of out of doing it. Well, basically, my name is Brandon Groves. Um, I'm from a little country town called Gisborne um, in Victoria. Well, basically, the Compassion Society um, is a four-week program. Um, it's structured around routines, goal-setting, distressing from work, and understanding fear. Um, basically, last year, I was going through a pretty rough time um, through my mental health, and it's sort of been leading up to that time. And from there, I thought, fuck, what can I do to help people that are sort of in the same similar situation as me? And for those of you who don't know, I'm a plumber by trade um, and I've been in the industry for nine years now and I thought, fuck, surely there's something else out there for me. So, yeah, what I did was come up with this four-week program to not only help myself but help everyone around me and everyone that's in the industry. Um, basically, I like to look at it as a bit of a workplace culture coach sort of setup. Um, mm-hmm. I think the industry is full of a lot of egos and who's got, you know, the bigger hard hat and the, the more stickers and all that sort of stuff. So I thought, fuck why not, you know, start something that's a bit different to anything that's out there at the moment. So so you mentioned you've been in the industry for nine years, was it? Yeah, nine years. Nine years, yeah. So up until this point, had you ever really struggled with the, the mental health side of things um, previously or was it something that you'd always kind of, I guess, battled with on and off and then it, was there any kind of turning point that led you down the path of, you know, saying that, you know, this time around I'm actually going to do something about it or how did that come about? I think um, Danny's like just to relate back through school. I was a bit of I grew up as a bit of a bully, and I thought I was my shit didn't stink and all that sort of stuff. And I came into the industry, and from my first year all the way through till now, I've had some really up and downs. Um, I've had tools thrown at me. I've been bullied at myself uh, from you know my bosses, right, stuff like that. Um, there hasn't really been a turning point for me where it's been like the balls drop because 
I'm 25 and I'm still growing. So every single day I've just been using that story just to keep motivating me and pushing me to, you know, create this program. And look, I'm not saying it's, you know, the best thing that I've ever done yet, but I really feel like I've finally got a purpose and, you know, it is what it is. What it is. <laughs> That's awesome, mate. So 25, do you say you are? Yeah. Nice. I still super young. Um, you know, we're obviously chatting on a podcast right now. Where, did you? When did you kind of become aware of the fact? Because I think this is the thing, right, with, with mental health in particular, a lot of people that you talk to that go through any form of um, struggles mentally, and I think nearly everybody does at some point in time, but those that really start to do something about it usually have a point where it all makes a bit of sense and they realise that they've probably been struggling with something for a long time and they just were either completely ignorant to it or or maybe were too scared to speak up about it and stuff like that. Do you think, particularly in the industry you're in, but um, just in general, was it something that maybe you realised you were struggling with earlier on and, and just never were willing to speak up about it or what, what kind of allowed you to, I guess, open up about it and, and do something about it? I think... Um through, as I said, with my apprenticeship, I think there was a lot of situations that I got myself in that I didn't address. And like with it, it's like anything, like if you're going to bottle things up, it's going to explode at some point. So I think mm-hmm. that first of four years of my apprenticeship going in and out of work and not addressing stuff like that was sort of the tipping, the, uh, the tipping point for me. And then obviously last year, I, it was about this time last year, I was, driving to work and yeah something just inside me was just like nah I can't go to work that's it um not being able to reach out to the the current boss who I had at that point and um not having the support around me really rocked me um and look it's you know life's life's a big journey and I know it's not easy but at the end of the day it's one of those things that I'm very very grateful for that I did reach out and you know got the help Mm. that I needed so yeah, it's funny, isn't it? It's like it's all just a, a matter of adding tools to the toolkit. No pun intended there, mate. But um, but what was the first process for you? Was it, you know, is it, are you medita- was it a meditation app? Was it um, reaching out to a psych? Was it just telling a mate, telling family member, partner? What was it? What was the initial step for you? I think it's been, and that's, it's been a lot of things, Danny. Like I think um, nothing, like the ball didn't really drop, as I said, like, mm. As like with the routines and the goal setting and all that sort of stuff that I'm teaching, that's the sort of stuff that helped me. So that's why I was like, you know, why can't I just, you know, learn a bit more about it and teach it to people that are going through the same thing. I think meditation has been something really, really massive for me. I did that, started that in 2018 when I was in Europe, um, Mm -hmm. but up and down, up and down. But to this day, I try to do it. Sorry, I shouldn't say try. I do do it six or seven times a day. Um, And look, you know, meditations, the routines, the, the goal setting, everything that I'm doing, exercise, like it's all just a big, how can I explain it? Like a bit of a, it's like a cycle. It's just a really good cycle. And, you know, that's, does that sort of answer your question? Yeah, 100%. Was there anything, <coughs> was there anything in particular that you stopped doing, you think it helped benefit? Like where, you know, a pretty obvious example could be things like alcohol, um, staying out, you know, lacking sleep, not training, things like that. But was there anything that you cut out of your life that you reckon was having a negative effect? I think, um, look, I, I would say alcohol and drugs. And that's at this point in my life, I still do a bit of drinking, um, which is completely fine. But I've really narrowed it back to not doing it every single weekend and not doing it from Monday through to Sunday. I think that was really not helping me one, one single bit. Um, 
a few other things would probably just be like just not waking up on time, like just being so rushed in the morning. Yeah. How you start your day is how it usually typically unfolds, and that's what Correct. I teach obviously the people in the programs. Yeah, um, yeah. But that's, I don't know, yeah, it's just been little little things along the way. I think like environment's a massive key as well. I think some of the people I was probably surrounding myself with were hit and miss, but, you know, they've evolved me into who I am today. So, um, but yeah, yeah, but everything happens for a reason. Were you... What was the, um, like, where did you learn all this shit from? Like, did, did, you know, was this just like in your own head? Were you like, you're going, oh, I'm just going to try meditation today or I'm going to start trying to start a morning routine? Was it um, journaling? You just thought I'm just going to grab out a piece of paper and start writing shit down? Or was it something you picked up from someone along the way? Or, or where did you even get these ideas to start building, you know, adding these tools to your toolkit for yourself, which has inevitably turned into the Compassion Society? Well, the thing is, like, it's all, I sort of sat back one day and wrote down, obviously, the stuff that I enjoy learning about and teaching, um, and it's a big, I just, just want to give a shout out to my mindset coach, Tim Spears. Um, if he wasn't in my life, I definitely wouldn't be going down this path, so I think awesome. having him has really helped me, um, but just with the meditation stuff, that was just something I thought was cool in Europe, and I thought, you know, it was a thing to do, and like a culture thing, and I've ever since that day I did it, I just loved every minute of it. I think it's a true tool if you can sit there and actually be with your own thoughts and, you know, not procrastinate Definitely. what's going on in your mind and all that sort of stuff. So, mm, 100%. Throughout the, the, the time where you started to add all these things, I guess, to your daily routine, um, I guess aside from, aside from the meditation, what, what do you think is probably the, one of the things that's had the biggest impact on you? I'd probably have to say goal setting. Like I think okay. just really having a good vision and seeing, you know, where you actually want to go in life has been massive. And I think a lot of people set and goals. Clarity and intention, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing. Like even when I just jumped on here before, mate, like I literally just wrote down just my intention is just to be myself and have fun. And, you know, awesome. I'm on my first podcast. And I think like just to go back to your question, I think, just setting achievable goals is massive. Like a lot of people say they're going to, you know, reach out and do all these fun things that they think are cool. But at the end of the day, if you don't write it down and actually write down your why and your purpose and a date and all this sort of stuff, it's never, you're never going to achieve it. So I think goal setting definitely is one thing. I think just understanding fear and getting out of your comfort zone. I think once you can break that, that cycle, everything will just open up for you. I just wanted to interrupt today's episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast to talk about one of my best friends in business, and that is the accounting software Zero. Now, when I started out my business, um, you know, I'm a sole trader. I started out my my small business as a health and fitness professional, and early days I tried to do everything by myself, and that included my finances, which ended up being an absolute disaster if I'm completely honest. So, I was tracking things um, using stuff like Excel spreadsheets or just not really tracking it at all, including transactions, you know, my expenditures, the money coming in, the money going out, the position I was in with my business and, and what I needed to do to make sure I was successful and it was just an absolute nightmare and that wasn't until I started using the Zero software. Now, since then, it's become a hell of a lot easier. I've been able to send invoices easily to clients, keep track of what's paid and what's not, keep track of profits and losses, the money coming in, the money going out, um, you know, after a really good week or a good month of work, I'm able to go back through and have a look at the stats and, and see the progression I'm making within my business. But I'm also able to to keep track of, as I mentioned, client payments, 
um, and also forecasts and budgeting that I need to do in regards to each financial year, which I think is such a, a really important aspect of running a small business, particularly as a sole trader. So I used to think that it was going to be too hard to use, but I couldn't, uh, it honestly couldn't be any easier. And I'm no good with computer software at all. So if I can do it, absolutely anyone can. So today's podcast is sponsored by Zero. And I want you guys to go and try the software out if you haven't already, particularly everybody listening who is an entrepreneur, a business owner, a sole trader. Um, I think you are going to find so many parts of the Zero software beneficial for you and your business, making things a hell of a lot easier, a lot more streamlined, and allowing you to really take control of your finances. So that is Zero, spelled X-E-R-O. Go and try it out for yourself. I'd love to hear your feedback. Awesome, and before we keep moving forward, what is your? Do you have like a daily or morning routine that you like to follow? Now, obviously, we've probably picked up on on so far that you do your meditation and goal setting. But is there a set routine? You know, one of the things you mentioned earlier in the chat is how uh, probably initially there wasn't there was no morning routine. It was just waking up late, starting your day rushed, um, no no real clarity. So, what does the morning look like for you now? Well, basically, I'm literally straight up on my first alarm. I think that was one thing I did for far too long was set ten alarms. Um, mm-hmm. I'd usually go to the gym, but obviously circumstances are a bit different at the moment. But what I do is I just go out straight out my door in my jocks and I um, breathe in the fresh air, actually get the body moving for five to 10 minutes, just really get that fresh air into you. Then I come inside and actually I've got a journal with, um, it's actually my colour, it's a maroon colour, um, which is like a bit of a purpose colour that I've picked up along the way. And I just write down everything that comes into my mind, whether I'm tired, whether I'm grumpy, whether I'm excited for the day, whatever it is, usually two to three pages. Yep. And from there, I'll go and sit down and do a bit of a meditation visualization. So I've got a few goals set at the moment around money and obviously my career and relationships and friendships and stuff like that. So I just sit there for 15 minutes and just visualize where I want to be in, say, the next five to 10 years. Um, and then basically I'll come back to my journal, do a bit of gratitude stuff, write down my goals, my to-do list for the day. And then I'll cook myself usually three, three eggs, bacon and a bagel. Um, I'm pretty proper with that. <laughs> um, and then from there I'll jump into a cold chair and then go, go to work. But obviously now I'm, things are going to change. Um, yeah, that I'm in my uh, current career. Yeah, so let's let's keep talking about that, mate. So, compassionate society, compassionate society. Sorry, um, this is something that you've that you've uh, you've picked up um, and started to to implement yourself. And now you want to try and help others. Um, you mentioned that you know the learning or the teachings that you try and add into the course. You were t- telling me before we started that you've kind of stepped away from your actual career as as a tradie. So. Um, how was how that? Was it a tough decision to make? And then also, like, what's the plan now moving forward and what are kind of steps are you putting in place to make sure that you, you keep this momentum going? Um, I think it was probably one of the, if not the hardest decision of my life. Um, for those traders out there listening, they, they would know that having an EBA job that pays, you know, it's the highest you can be in Victoria. And I was actually on night shift, so you're getting double. So it really did throw me around a bit. But from now, I think, I just had to think, well, where do I want to be in the next five to 10 years and is this serving me? Um, so basically, yeah, I did resign yesterday. Um, and oh, I was, shit. Yeah. So, yeah. So, oh, it was yesterday, but we, there was a bit of back and forth. Um, right. So we'll be finishing up next Tuesday. Um, but yeah, basically where I see it is I'm just really going to go all in with it. I think the industry really does need a voice. Um, and this is why I'm trying to oh, – sorry, I'm – calling myself a work a bit of a workplace culture coach because I think yep. 
as I said, the industry does need a bit of a change. Um, and it all comes back to all this stuff I'm learning and teaching. And I think, as I said, I'm 25. I've still got, you know, ages, but I've, I feel like my time is better spent putting it into the Compassion Society rather than, you know, working that 7 till 3.30 every single day. How's the response been from, I guess, your fellow uh, workmates and, and, and others that you've kind of uh, informed of? Uh, not, not so much you, you're finishing up, but, um, you, know, you know, your workmates, how have they responded to, to you kind of taking this a bit more seriously? And, you know, I don't know how, how much you were kind of putting, not pushing it on them, but kind of uh, feeding them this type of information at work. Like, were, were the boys getting around it a bit or you found it tough in terms of the response from others? Well, look, the, the current um, job I have at the moment um, has probably been the best job I've had and it's been a bit of an older crowd. So I have found it a lot harder to implement this stuff to, into the boys. Yeah, um, just because they're stuck in the, like, kind of stuck in their ways or, or probably aren't as open to the new things. Yeah, yeah. I think it's more that stigma around, I think, like, if I try and explain this stuff to, sorry, shouldn't say try, I can hate the word try, I don't know yeah. why. <laughs> Um, but as I was, sorry, go again. Do you want to ask that again, Danny? Sorry. Yeah. Is it just, have you just found the, you know, with the older crowd, have you found that they don't respond as, as well purely because they're just kind of not so much stuck in their ways, but maybe not as open, not don't have as much of a growth mindset because they've been doing the same thing for so long and it probably wasn't, or definitely wasn't part of their culture when they were growing up and someone like your age. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, it has been tough. There has been a couple of them that have really got around me, um, but some that just don't really want to know about it. And I think it all comes back to environment and all that sort of stuff. I think even um, a few of the people I've told just that, that are close to me have sort of doubted me a bit. And, you know, like, why are, you, why are you leaving a really stable job to go and do something that, you know, no one's doing? And I think that at the end of the day, that's like the fact that I sort of can't implement that into the people that, you know, I really think would benefit from it at right now is more the reason for me to get out and start really owning my shit and getting to know, you know, the industry a bit more. Yeah, I think one thing that I've taken away from um, even when I first started getting into the health and fitness industry and and even now to an extent, like, I, you know, a few years back, I would never have done any form of meditation or anything like that. Now it's a daily occurrence for me. It's, it's meditation, journaling, cold showers, all that type of stuff. And one thing that I've learnt over the past couple of years in particular is that you don't really want to try and push it on anyone. You don't want to try and make anyone do anything like when the time's right, they'll do it. And I think the best way to get your, your point across or best way to portray your message to others is just to, you know, as cliche as it is lead by example. So, you know, if you're doing all these things and they can see how well you're doing or how happy you are and they're you know, taking a big step, like stepping away from your job and things like that, like that speaks a lot louder to people than you standing there telling everyone to do what you're doing because it, because it works. You know, we know what I mean? Like if they can see that the effects it's having on you, then it's going to be a lot more powerful, I think. Oh, hundred percent. And I think just to relate back to that, I think when the people do come through the programs, I, I say to them, like, I know everyone's different. Everyone has different time frames. They have different, you know, whatever time they want to get up and all that sort of stuff. So if st something doesn't work for them, that's completely fine. Mm -hmm. um, but all I can do is give them the tools and, you know, down the track they might come around and go, you know, I want to give it a go now. So Yeah. 
So give us a, a bit of an overview of what the program looks like. Obviously you don't go, you don't have to go into too much detail, but how have you set the program up? Um, what's some of the feedback been so far? And, and I guess what are the takeaways that someone going through the courses is going to get? And, and yeah, we'll start with that one. I think, um, well, basically the, 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 it's a four week program structured around routines. Um, and to start with the routines, I've set up a, um, a structured routine that's helped me along the way. And I give that to them and with a video that I've filmed by me, just talking about a couple of stories that, you know, where my routines were a bit shit, they, were, they mm. worked well, all that sort of jazz. And basically from there, they can sit down and write in their journal, all right, well, I'm going to maybe get, I'm going to, sorry, I'm going to get up on my first alarm. I'm going to, you know, do a bit of journaling. I'm going to do a bit of meditation. And as I said, people, some people, I like people to get up an hour before they have to go and really do everything that I have. But at yeah. the end of the day, I can't force that on people. So basically that's the, the thing with the routines. Then we set um, some three month goals, just really achievable ones as well. Nothing too out of the ordinary, um, just something yeah. that they maybe wanted to do or along the way. And then what I've done with the third week is the distressing from work process, um, which is a little three step process. that's helped me, a shitload like the last three years um, and it's it's something so small but it's something that's really really powerful um, and then the fourth week's um, understanding fear slash comfort zone so I get the the people that come through to obviously identify a couple of things that maybe they've wanted to try or they've been a bit scared yeah. of and I give I'm just there to push them that whole way and you know whether they want to step into it and do it it's completely up to them but yeah the, as I said accountability is really really massive with this sort of stuff and yeah that's why i love it so awesome mate so on the topic of fear and, and kind of stepping into your, your fears and weaknesses and then getting really uncomfortable and, and and vulnerable what a give us an example of something that you found that you were kind of fearful of and maybe still are but you're trying to tackle head on well to be honest with you doing this podcast i've been fearful of and yeah. it's like it's really tested me but at the end of the day it's something you know that i really wanted to do um, another thing that I've like just with understanding the fear is actually doing this whole process. Like a lot of people I spoke to around, you know, starting it and getting people to do it were like, well, why would you want to do that? You know, like we've, we've been brought up to do this seven to three thirty job. And then, you know, I was like, fuck it. Why not? Like, exactly. so I think, I think every day, Danny, you sort of have to look at what you're doing and, you know, if something makes you feel a bit uncomfortable, you should look at it and go, all right, well, is this going to serve me or is it not? So, Mm. Um, but yeah awesome mate well what I want to I'm going to have like the links and stuff to your socials and, and like whereabouts can people sign up for the for the course so I think even anyone listening to their conversation today I think it would take would have taken a lot out of it and I'm sure there's so many people in the same boat it may not necessarily be um, you know working in a trade and most people work in their everyday jobs that have nothing to do with with being a trader or working in construction or plumbing or whatever it may be but can take a lot away from it so before actually, actually, before I get onto that, is is this course purely for um, for those working in a trade, or is it open to anyone? No, no, it's definitely open to anyone. I think at the start, I did think it would be you know just tradies because I'm just a plumber, but yeah. you know, I want to help as many people as I possibly can. So, and that's you know that's the good part. Like you never know who you're gonna who's around the corner. So, fantastic, mate. I reckon you should start a podcast. <laughs> so I actually did think about that, but you know. One thing at a time, I guess, which would be good. So, but now I've got all this time. 
Yeah, mate, hundred percent. I think, um, you know, even like you said, you were nervous about doing today, but I told you before we hit record, my first 50 episodes were fucking shit house. Um, <laughs> well, look, mate, in the end of the day, if you've got something, you know, clearly you've got a message that you want to share, um, your, your own experiences and stuff like that. And you'd be surprised at how many people could help. So I would highly recommend starting one, man. hundred percent. Well, yeah, I'll definitely, um, take that up. I reckon you, maybe you can be my first guest. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Um, we can return the favour. What? Uh, yeah. So, where whereabouts can can the listener find the course, and how can they sign up? And I'll have everything in the show notes too. Yeah, that's all right, mate. Um, so, at the moment, I'm solely on Instagram, so yep. it's under the real Brandon Groves. Um, all my content and stuff and is all on there. But as I said, now that I've obviously left my job, I'll be putting together a website and um, those link trees or whatever they are. Yep. Not, not actually sure. That is, but. <laughs> All right, you'll learn it all, mate. It's, um, yeah, I've got, mate, I've got so much Tommy as now. I'm so excited to, you know, just reach out and learn a bit more. Um, but, yeah, the real Brandon Groves on Instagram is the, the way to go. Unreal, mate. Well, you've done extremely well for your first ever podcast um, and wish you all the best, mate. It sounds like obviously extremely passionate about what you're doing and um, that's always going to lead to good things and, and, you know, with the purpose of serving other people even more so. So, well done and good luck with it all. Um, and for everyone who's tuned into today's episode, love for you to get around Brandon, go jump on his Instagram, give him a follow. Uh, if this sounds like something that you'd be interested in, then definitely reach out. Um, anyone who's willing to make a change such as, you know, the changes that Brandon's made, it's always a good thing. So well done, mate. And thanks to everyone who's, who's tuned in. Um, I'll hopefully have a chat to you again soon, Brandon. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. Thanks, guys.